Hey, this is John Lee Dumas, the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire. And if you're wanting to learn how to embrace change and navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Dennis Giannoutsis. He's prepared to ignite. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Hey, welcome to the show, Leadership is Changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. The purpose of the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. Hey, listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world, and I want to welcome you to today's session or this episode. This is a mashup episode. As you know, that the podcast has been going for about 11 months now. Tremendous support. Hey, check out episode 00 if you haven't already done that to hear my story and why I started this podcast. If you haven't joined the Facebook group or the LinkedIn page, love to see you come to that group, that community on either one of those platforms or both. Feel free to join those communities. So today I bring you another mashup and it's a wonderful mashup and it's based on four superb guests that I've interviewed throughout the last sort of 11 months. Episode 26, Kerwin Gulamio is a wonderful guy who is the global lead for mobility for Hewlett Packard Enterprise. Devin Juno, episode 28, she is the an executive coach and mentor and is uh, well sorted worldwide. Claire Morgan from episode 29, she's a 30-year leader in the consumer goods industry. And Vernon Sankey, episode 31, and he's held many positions on various boards, on various organizations as well. So four wonderful guests uh, who are on this mashup as well. So team, sit back, have a listen, take notes, and enjoy. Just wonderful. Hey, um, Kerwin, the show here is called Leadership is Changing. So if I say that to you, what, what does that statement, that that title of the show mean to you? Well, I'll take it a little bit macro first and then go back to leadership. I, I'd like to believe that everything is a function of the world we live within. The changes that happen to this world impacts humanity. And however we have seen the zigs and zags of that, I believe the best in humanity rises amidst the tougher times. Leadership shines brighter through darkness and harnesses the human spirit and celebrates progress. So whether it was in terms of the change, whether it was the Me Too movement or environment and sustainability or equality and social justice, we bestow a higher level of expectation beyond success at job one, an elevated level of accountability is the bar that society has set for leadership. Whether in business or nation building, the social contract is not what it used to. 
tolerance is now demanded for more meaningful areas of diversity and inclusion rather than tolerance for poor leadership. There are times when I firmly believe we have better tomorrows ahead of us because as a people, humanity, we demand of ourselves and we demand more of our leaders. I, I can no longer get by with being satisfied at making my goals. Now people would have, you know, I have expectations of myself to be a force for good for my community and progress and advocacy beyond hashtags. I've heard some other you know, uh, sessions you've had where we talk about authenticity. And I believe that in the arena of authenticity, our actions as leaders is the currency we deal with. On a more personal note, <laughs> I'm, I'm a career first person and I'm motivated by challenge never been done before or where others failed, but that changed as well. I learned to temper my appetite when I had a daughter. She factors into a lot of my career moves, uh, leaving my prior employer, saying no for a move to the US. Uh, I want to be a force for good in my work life so I can make her proud. And then hopefully, just hopefully, my actions will be an example for others so she may grow up in a society that can be more equal. And I, I've seen myself make specific, you know, specific examples, decisions on, for example, supply chain that I get to work with. I put a lot more emphasis in bringing in women-led, women-owned businesses into my supply chain. And another example would be, you know, how I've uh, actually raised my hand to ask for uh, an initiative to do, uh, I think the industry refers to this as a returnship. So I did the design, I led the design development and deployment of like a returnships project that was focused on individuals, particularly women who've been out of the workforce, whether to care for children or the elderly, and they're trying to find their way back to the workforce. So we did a program like that last year, and we did a pilot in the US and then later on in India. And just you know, early this year, the whole cohort uh, was actually uh, you know, uh, given perm jobs. And that also advances our advocacy in terms of women in tech. Wow, that's awesome. Good on you. That, that's great. And, and I loved uh, several things you just said there, in um, particular the piece about the women in business and so forth just talked about now. But the other piece that you said earlier on, which was around leadership shines best in darkness. And I think the times like COVID, the pandemics and other things like that, that's when we've seen the leaders who are real leaders are going to shine. And the other one you said, which was we demand more of ourselves and and our leaders, right? So we demand more of ourselves and our leaders. And then the other one was around authenticity. You said something around there about the currency. Can you, can you just explain that a bit more? So that's the currency that we'll deal with as leaders? What, what do you mean? Well, in an environment, social media, everybody gets to post, and whether it's Black Lives Matter or anything else, Me Too before environment stuff, uh, you see a lot of companies, a lot of leaders post stuff just because it's popular. I think society right now, our audience, can see through what's authentic and what's not. So in the current, in the arena of authenticity, the winners will be leaders who are able to show not just their hashtags, but actions that advances that advocacy. Yes, beautiful. So it's not just walking or just, just talking, it's actually walking the talk. It's actually the action that people take rather than just paying lip service to it. And I, I love it, Kevin. Well done. <laughs> That's, that's excellent. Okay, the, the name of the show 
this leadership is changing. So when I say that term to you, what does that mean for you? Wow. I, th- I think it's funny. The very first thing that came to mind for me is that, uh, yes, it is. <laughs> when you said leadership is changing, I'm like, yes, it is. And I think our ability to be able to pivot as a leader in the midst of change is the key to our success. That for many folks, you know, and and I was like this years ago, you know, decades ago for me, it was, nope, I am how I am, a very rigid approach that, what do you mean the circumstances have changed? Well, let's change the circumstances. I'm not going to pivot, right? And then reality smacked me in the head as well as some great teachings and development through folks like John. And I realized very clearly that my ability to pivot as a leader and to lean into the change allows me to actually lead the change and not have the change lead me and my team. Wow. Lean into the change and lead the change rather than having the change lead me. Wow. Hey, team, hey, listeners, we we have Deb and Gino who's here with me and uh, we're talking about leadership is changing on this podcast and uh, lean into the change. I think Deb's been talking about here around the ability to pivot as a leader to help you succeed in the, in, you know, in the midst of change and to be able to succeed as a leader and lean into change. I'm, I'm, listeners, if you're not taking notes, you need to take notes because there's some really good things that Deb was just sharing with us here. So lead into change and uh, lean into the change and then lead the change rather than change uh, leading you. Yeah. Could I use an example, Dennis? Yeah, go for it. So if you think about it, right now we're recording this particular podcast. We're still in the midst of the coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever alias you want to give it, worldwide. And I'm here in New York. And I have seen certainly in not just here in the United States, but across the globe, that leaders have been challenged since March of this year, March 2020. We're now, what is it, July 2020? So leaders have been challenged since March 2020 to find ways to pivot how they're approaching business, how they're even approaching leading their team, because in many countries, people have had to work remotely, that that has been the default. So it has been a such a great, rich opportunity for us to be able to really practice the art of pivoting. And I hope all of us are really taking advantage of this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I think yeah, I, Deb. I mean, I've seen a lot of people who are actually like the deers in the headlights of a car. They are paralysed by this. Um, what's going on? Then there are others who are actually stepping up. There are others who are actually taking advantage of using the time. Even if you're in lockdown at home, they use the time to be able to go and, and set themselves up. And uh, and now in this part of the world, we we've gone through that and we've come out of lockdown and uh, we're in a stage whereby. Within our country, we're underway with things. Is it, is it back to normal? No, it's a new normal, as some people are calling it. And uh, you're right. We we were having to. We've seen those who are stepping up, yeah. and those who haven't stepped up. And I think those who have really will be big leaders going f- um, in, into the future. Agreed. Yeah. And have you seen people? Have you? Ha- how are you seeing leaders in, in your part of the world reacting towards? What's going on? Are they like what I just said about paralyzed or are they getting on with things? How how are you seeing it? Yeah, great question. You know, I serve clients in uh, many different countries, but it's been pretty much universal. It was like initially there was like shock, like, 
well, what does this mean? And how long will the, will the lockdown be for? Oh, two weeks? Yeah, no problem. I could tackle two weeks. And then as two weeks rolled into another two weeks and another three weeks and, and so on, you could tell the leaders who were not growing very easy to see who they were. They exposed themselves because instead of looking into seeing how they could create opportunity out of the challenge, all they see is challenge. Right. Yeah. So instead of creating the opportunity from the challenge, all they're seeing is the challenge. Exactly. And they're waiting for somebody else to take the challenge away from them. Instead of, you know, again, it goes back to leaders really changing and pivoting. Instead of saying, I'm in control, I'm the leader here, I'm standing up and identifying myself as a leader, I'm going to find a way to change this for myself. I can't change the outside circumstances, but I can change what I do as a result of them. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. And so a lot of this, what's happening is out of our control. But what you're saying, Dev, is that is what's in our control is how we can change things ourselves if we definitely get it and, and actually attend to it and do something with it. Exactly. Yeah, very good. Absolutely. Hey, um, the show here is called Leadership is Changing. And when I say that statement, uh, what does that mean for you? Yeah, I, I thought about this quite a bit, and I think it's a really interesting question. I think leadership is changing, sometimes for the better and sometimes not, um, I think. But I think what's impacting it is the speed of which things is happening, the ambiguity that we've got to deal with in our lives and in the world, the amount of information that's available. There's information available, but quite often not insight coming out of that. Um, And then juggling those numerous balls in the air means that leadership needs to constantly evolve. And if, if you sort of step back and go, well, what are the big chunks of work that a leader should do? You know, to me, I sort of divide it into four buckets. You know, one bucket is really around the long-term vision, where a business is heading, what's what's happening. The second bucket is really around, you know, the operational day-to-day, are we delivering the results and things like that. So that's sort of the business half. And then the other half is that sort of third bucket is your people and your team and the people around you and how do you inspire and mentor and develop that team. And then the last bucket is yourself which is usually the bucket that um, gets squeezed if um, everything else is, you know, putting pressure on you. But I think it is juggling all of those sort of buckets. But I think as we move into agile teams and all of these sort of things, the need to sort of have a vision is really, really important because you've got teams working on different things. But also increasingly, I think, you know, skills around persuasion and things like that are becoming, and influence are becoming more important as, you know, lines of authority and that are sort of changing within organisations. So I think it is going through quite an evolution. And, you know, some some companies you see are really embracing that agile way of working, which is a huge you know, new learning curve for leaders to operate within those sort of environments. And at the same time, obviously, with COVID going on, people working from home and, you know, different working environments is driving a lot of change. And how do you ensure that you are getting the outcomes that you require, you know, from your teams and from the for the business when everyone is working remotely? Yeah, great. So four buckets. One would be the long-term vision. Number two is the day-to-day operations. Number three would be people in the teams. And number four would be yourself. And that number four, Claire, that yourself bit, I think, as you said, you know, we tend to sort of, if we run out of time or that, we sort of give that one a little bit less attention. 
Do you think that we should be giving that probably more attention, that, that, that one in particular? And, and what do you think we might need to do to look after ourselves? Look, I think, yeah, you, we do need to give that one more attention. Well, I, I guess some people do it better. I, I'm not good. I tend to squeeze that and give more time to the other things. But unless you're in top performance, you're, you know, you're clear in your thought, your, your brain's working well, you're fit, you're healthy, you're not, at, you know, you're continuing to develop and educate yourself, you're not going to give your best to the other three buckets. But it is the one that does get compromised. And I, I think, too, in big organisations, you can get very hooked up in the day-to-day and be on sort of a treadmill like a mouse running around, um, sort of going to meetings and, and doing everything else and actually just taking some time out and thinking about what you want to achieve in the next year, in the next 90 days. You know, have you got the right team? You actually need to create space to get your thinking straight in a lot of instances because otherwise you just get on this treadmill of surviving. Yep, so take some time out to think about the future. Otherwise, as you say, right, we run from, and, and part of my introduction, run from email to email, meeting to meeting, and then you're just not being able to have that time to breathe and step back and think a little bit. So, yeah, take time out to think about the future. Really, really, really important. So, Vernon, um, I'm just uh, going to ask you another question here, which is leadership is changing. When I say that term, what, what does that mean for you? Well, I think it's intensifying rather than changing. Mm. Before you could you could get away with command and control, you could get away with being a good strategist, you could get away with just pushing profits and not having to think more widely. I today you you can't do that anymore, and in fact you never could. It was just that the environment was sufficiently fluid and relaxed, but you could get away with it. Right. You can't get away with it. So really what leadership today, there are four aspects which, which I, I tend to focus on. The first is self-awareness and EQ. The second is world awareness or, or cosmic awareness, but let's call it world awareness. The third is business awareness. And the fourth is, and the most important, is people awareness. On self-awareness, it is about understanding who we are at the deepest level. And um, until we do that, we, we, we really can't understand our, our own leadership style because until we've reflected on who we really are, who, what is our ego in all this? What is the role our ego plays? Can we observe that ego? Can we really reflect on ego and then start to control it? It's, it'll always be with us and mm. it's part of our makeup. But if you don't know that it exists and you don't know how it works, then it'll catch you out every time right. because it's going to win. And so part of self-awareness and EQ is understanding who are we, finding your authenticity, understanding what honesty means. And, and you know, we, we can say I'm honest, I'm honest, but, but hold on. In your heart of hearts, you're a hypocrite, right? In your heart of hearts, you're a hypocrite. And you need to know that. And I need to know that I'm a hypocrite. And when I know that I'm a hypocrite, because lots of things I would like to see happen, I would like to see myself being but no i'm not but recognizing that means i'm going to be more humble Uh i'm going to be more caring about other people i'm going to be more compassionate about for other people and my relationships will get better i'll be a nicer person to be with and our self-awareness is about connection connection to truth connection to other people connection to the universe connection to nature to nature and it's about creating trust a leader cannot create trust 
if they don't have a high level of authenticity because right. people will see right through it. Yes. They'll just see right through it. So you can con yourself as much as you want. The fact is, if you're not authentic, people will say it's not authentic. And look at some of the leaders around today. You know, they're not authentic and people are not going to follow them. They're just right. going to say, no, you know, I won't have any of that. You have to be able to do that. World awareness means understanding what's happening in the world, understanding the trends, understanding what's happening to the planet. And the, the reality is that the world that we have is a direct result of our own thinking. Sure. So everything that is happening around us, if we have polluted oceans, it's because we like disposable, cheap plastic. Mm -hmm. If we have beautiful skincare products, it's because we like palm oil, and palm oil grows best in tropical environments. Right. So we destroy the rainforest. Right? So the world that we have created all around us is a direct result of our own behaviors. Understanding that means that the way to reverse it is to understand how our own behavior has to then change. So some of that is starting to happen. But if we really understood that every single one of us is responsible for what's happening now. So it's all very well saying, you know, those poor seals are being drowned in plastic and how awful that is. And we feel good because we feel, we, we feel compassionate about it. The fact is, what are we actually doing? Mm -hmm. right? What are we actually doing? And each one of us has a huge role. So world awareness is extremely important in order for us, combined with a self-awareness, to make the proper changes. Business awareness is obvious. You need to understand what's happening in the economy. You need to understand what's happening in, in, the, in the economic environment, the business environment. You need to have a certain acumen. You don't have to have it yourself, but you need to know where to find it. And that leads to creativity, listening, absolutely critical. You know, I have to say, I can't think of one decision, major decision, I've been involved in, where if I had done what I thought we should do first, I would yep. have got it right. Right. Not one. Right. Not one. So often I've come out and say, oh, I know what I'll do. And then I realize after talking to people, no way. Right. <laughs> so, so no way. And there isn't a single decision I can think of, a major decision where it wasn't significantly adjusted by listening to other people. Right. So make the decision well, in just as you need, right? Yeah. Well, and you have to listen to people. I mean, listen with the innocence of a child, not the conviction of the adult. Okay. And we tend to be, you know, we tend to be very con convinced about our own understanding. And then, of course, the most important element is the people side, people awareness. Mm. being fair, communicating clearly, listening clearly. And we need to be shown to be fair. We need to be fair with people. We need to share the, the things that go well, but we also need to share the pain. Right. So Atos, yeah. for example, the senior people all reduce their salaries quite significantly to show, and we, 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 we forego, for, forewent um, all the dividend this year, for example, mm -hmm. to show that this is, is, you know, we're not going to just keep going with our same things and everybody else is going to suffer. We, we're all in the same boat. We're all in this together. And that understanding is very important. And part of a people side is actually creating a purpose. People want to work for businesses nice. that are doing something, not just for shareholders and money. Of course, that's important. But I want to work for a company that means something, that understands life, that understands what's happening in the world and all those things we've said, and wants to make significant changes. 
And quite frankly, no company is going to succeed in the future because it's a, it's a battle for talent yeah. unless they do those things because they won't want to come. And I don't blame them. Sure. If you're not offering good purposes, then why would anybody join you? Mm, that's great. Yeah, very good. So tremendous stuff that you're sharing here, Vernon. And, and listeners, I'm here with Vernon Sankey, who's sharing his thoughts and insights around uh, leadership is changing. Hey, listeners, hope you really enjoyed that mashup of uh, different guests, the four guests that I had, just wonderful insights that we heard from them. And I hope you took heaps of notes as they were sharing for sure. Hey, if you haven't already checked out episode 00, which is the beginning or the very first episode of the podcast, where I share my story and the reason why I started the podcast, check it out. It's a very small episode, but uh, yeah, just you know, if you want to check it out, that'd be great. Join us on the Facebook group or the LinkedIn page, either one of those platforms or both if you like, uh, which is called Leadership is Changing. We've got a great community of people in both of them and uh, love you to join those different platforms. So listeners, what we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and the unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Hey, look out for the episodes as they're being released. Download them, have a listen, put a review and a rating. Feel free to share them with your friends, your family, your network. If there's any feedback you'd like to give me about the show, or if there's a question you have for my guests as I interview them, or a question for the Ask Dennis Freestyle episode, please send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Hey listeners, thanks for joining us on this mashup. Thanks for tuning in. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.